Hello, hello, hello. Coming at you, Mike Check, live from the crypt. How's everybody doing? Hello. Hello. Good. On? Family, friends. I missed you guys last week. It felt wrong. It felt wrong skipping a Sabbath Sunday podcast. It's been a long time since that's happened. And uh, thanks for hanging in there. I hope you guys are all right. You look like you had a good time. We had a great time. Yeah, it was cool. New Orleans is one of the coolest places of all time. Got to do some cool podcasts out there. You'll be hearing that pretty soon. And, um, yeah, if anybody's never been, definitely put it on the list, especially if you like cemeteries and voodoo and dead shit. It's awesome. It's almost like going to Australia, Adam, I, I think. <laughs> been a long, long time since I've been down there. Like, I think I was a child when I was there, so I didn't really get the full experience. Yeah, we, we should have a, uh, a death comes lifting retreat. You know how those health and wellness companies have like, <laughs> yoga, have like yoga retreats to the Himalayas. We should just go party in New Orleans, the lifting dead army. That'll be our retreat. Instead of health and wellness, we can be death and hellness. Death and hellness. Yeah. <laughs> health and wellness. Yeah, man. We're good. So what's what's up? What's new in everybody's world? How's uh how's everything going? Good. Just yeah. tired. <laughs> you were you're you're killing it Jeff yeah we're proud been, of it was like a long couple of weeks and uh, it's just you know no no signs of really slowing down but pushing through and well we're here for you man proud of you keep how's your house phys- physically how you doing how you holding up we haven't talked in a minute oh yeah man I'm good I'm yeah, good cool. yep for the first time I think since high school uh I've been working on really uh, hemming in my diet and everything and now i'm for the first time since like high school i'm below 10 percent body fat boom same yeah so imagine that it's crazy so i love it set up a challenge for myself this may uh doing a 5k every day i just decided that i would uh you know at least bare minimum run that three or 3.2 miles just to just to do it every single day every single day Dig it, man. I like you. Make sure you're stretching, bro. For sure. Some days will be be like way slower than others. You know, yeah. uh, do some heart rate monitor training while I do that. So I'm not like pushing my body to the absolute limit. But getting, getting through. So. We got Batman and the Lifting Dead Army, friends. By the way, how close are you to Omaha? Uh, about an hour, like an hour. Depends on where you go in Omaha, but about an hour. I'll let you know where I'm going, but I'm going to Omaha with our, our boy Frank and Jan. He had, there's a powerlifting meet there that one of uh, our supporters is just putting on, and I'm sponsoring it. And it's like a low key, like heavy metal powerlifting meet in somebody's garage, and we're making a road trip down. So I'll give you the details. If you can make it, we should meet up. That'd be fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, send me the date and you know it, and I'll I'll make a point to to oh. get there. So. <laughs> Nebraska, Death Comes Lifting is invading Nebraska. That's happening. Yeah, dope. Adam Gorak, I'll be talking to you tomorrow, right? You're going to be on the show with me? Yeah, I'll be on Pink Sock, bro. Pink Sock Podcast. Let's plug it yeah. right now. Where, where can yeah. people find it? YouTube? Yeah, YouTube. I'll, I'll set the link to everybody who ever wants to watch it. So Yes. So I'll be there. I'll be the co-host as well, so. Oh, well, so, so it should go totally smoothly. I should have nothing to worry about being a guest on this podcast. 
<laughs> Who's the co-host? What could go wrong? Yeah, exactly. It's unscripted. Anything could happen, right? Yeah, it's, it's a real chill thing, right? It's not it's like an unscripted just talk, right? Yeah. I don't like, know. Last week we had AC Slade on. so I, I listened to it a little bit. He was cool. He is cool. Yeah. yeah, that's cool that he did it. Anyway, well, it's nice to see you all. Did anybody listen to Headless Cross by Black Sabbath? I tried. <laughs> this is where I hide under my coffee mug and just wait to see if people are lying to me or not. You don't have to. You don't, don't feel bad about it. No, okay. I got 27 minutes through it before I had to turn it off. <laughs> I understand. I understand. So, Gorak, you've never heard it ever? I'm talking to you. You never heard it ever. All right. Okay, I have a lot to say on the subject. It really, I, just real quick, all it made me want to do was listen to the band Europe. Because, like, okay. <laughs> it really, really felt like it was a Europe album in disguise. That is an interesting point. And I never I never heard Europe and Headless Cross until right now. And this is why we need you, Joe Smith. And I don't hate Europe, let's just say. I used to, <laughs> aside, I used to work with this dude whose favorite band was Europe. Like, for wow. real. It's like super. I've never met anybody besides that guy that was like, yeah, literally my favorite band's Europe. Like they kick ass, and he would talk about Europe all the time, and it made me like Europe more. You know, that's good. I there's always a little bit of room for Europe in your life. It's true. It's true. Adam, I'm telling you, you need to listen to this fucking album, bro. That's all I'm saying. Just as a friend, you need to listen to the headless. Okay. But you can't. You gotta get us a cool retro cassette cd or vinyl because it's not on spotify or you can look up the youtube links or you can watch the video for the headless cross that i posted on the lifting dead armies channel today or yeah whatever it's it's amazing i would like to hear your take on it but going from joe i know you i know you're not a huge fan and neither i understand and neither, neither was i at first uh, especially of the these last couple records but uh i think you have to say Headless Cross has been better than the last couple that we've listened to, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to, I really did want to like it. Like I, there were parts of me that I did in like that. I kind of enjoyed it, but it just sort of, I, I don't know. It all just sort of became a jumbled mess of sound there about midway through the album where nothing was really making sense anymore. And then they were slowly singing about the devil and yeah, kind of got weird. And I, I just was, maybe I was wrong head frame or whatever, but like. No, just, I'm not giving you a hard time, bro. You don't have uh, to explain yourself. It's, I don't know. Like, there, like I said, there were parts of me, like at first I was like, yeah, this is actually pretty decent. But then it just kind of like went up and down so much that I, I don't know. I just. I get it. It's, by, it's no, by no means perfect. But for me and for a lot of Sabbath fans, it brings back like the old school atmosphere of a Black Sabbath record that's like dark. And medieval and about the devil and the headless cross fucking rules you know what i mean opening track so good when death calls is like a power ballad it's like the last song on side a brian may from queen plays the solo on that and uh i always thought it was when death comes instead of when death calls and i wanted that to be like i wanted to do a death comes lifting like play on that song but i still might i still might it's like going to be my entrance music if i'm ever a like a amateur wwe wannabe wrestler or something it's going to be when death comes lifting remix 
by uh, Black Sabbath on Headless Cross. But, you know, they got a new, I got, there's, here's, here's my backstory on Headless Cross, everybody. Gather around, gather around. This is a good one. Uh, they got a new company, record company, management company, because you know they've been screwed by every one of them. And this is no different, surprisingly. But they say the road to hell is paved with good intentions, right? So this started off with them getting together with this company, IRS, which is kind of a bad sign, right? Like who names their company IRS and why would you trust it, especially if you're a rock and roll band? We want to, we want to avoid IRS at all costs. Adam, that's the Internal Revenue Service. I don't know if that works for you guys. Where that's this is up here in America, where they give you where they that's like the tax man. It comes in, when we try to evade not paying taxes, they come and arrest you. So it's not good for Black Sabbath, but they went with IRS. And it started off as they got together with the company to do a charity gig. Uh, they played a small club and raised money for kids or whatever. I think it's like for a school. And uh, the people leading it took all the money and dipped. So it started off on a bad, sour note, according to Tony Iommi. But that's where they met Cozy Powell, who would be their... Yeah, I want to pet. I want to pet the cat too. I like when there's a cat involved in our in our seminars here. Uh, thank you, thank you for that. Her name's Violet, right? Violet, the cat's name. Yeah. Shout out to Violet. She's the biggest headless cross fan here for yeah. sure. <laughs> no doubt. That's fucking awesome. Do you know if anybody knows the name Cozy Powell? That is going to be Sabbath's drummer from now on, and he's responsible for like the return of the heaviness to Sabbath. Um, he was in White Snake and Rainbow and played with um, Jeff Beck. And he would go on to uh, play with Dio. And on, on the later Heaven and Hell records, he would produce some, help co-produce some albums. And uh, he sounds really heavy. These drums are really, really heavy and loud. And that's probably because him and Tony Iommi got along so well. They jammed a whole lot, uh, just them two together. And then they would bring in Tony Martin. So, and they produced the album. So it's like really loud, awesome guitar and really loud, awesome drums because they're probably, probably because they're guitar and, and drum players. Uh, Geezer was not back in here. He won't be back for a little bit, but they got this session dude to play. He's like this professional jazz bassist. that was like way too good to be in like any metal band, like an actual, like, you know, pretentious musician type character, according to Tony Iommi, but he ruled. And he sounds really good on this album. If you listen to the bass, it's actually pretty cool. If you can hear it, it's not drowned out by all the drums. It was recorded in a quaint countryside studio in England versus like the cocaine-fueled Miami craziness that was responsible for the lack of quality of the last couple records. In my opinion, a lot of it comes down to Sabbath's environment. You know, if you've studied them like I have, <laughs> I have been unintentionally thrown into like the Sabbath study realm doing this podcast. It's been kind of funny, but if you, if you look at where they record their shit, um, usually like the countryside places where they go produce the better records like born again and the early stuff and uh, even heaven and hell versus like a, uh, like a Miami or London or anything like that, where they, they could party too much because they're, you know, you need, you need to calm down these rock and roll rebels to get them to record some good shit. But it was just good vibes, and I think you can hear that from the music. The last couple albums don't really sound fun. This one sounds like they're having a good time, and they're bringing back the vibes. They're bringing back the evilness. And anybody out there listening, 
you can't find it on Spotify. You can't find it on Apple Music. You have to go on YouTube because I don't know why. I think it's IRS. We're going to blame everything on the IRS. They did a terrible job promoting anything to do with Tony Martin. This is the, the new vocalist, Tony Martin. This, this album and the next three got no publicity or promotion here in the United States, but this album in particular did better than the original Sabbath albums in Europe. So there, the Tony Martin era is huge in Europe and England, and nobody knows about it over here. It's like a, they're hidden gems until they re-release them and try to make money or whatever. But this is one of the missions of this podcast and the other podcast I do with Shuler Lifts and Rifts. We talk about the Tony Martin era, and we want people to know about it. So you got to look it up on YouTube. You got to do some, do some digging, but anybody out there highly recommend doing that or just at least look up the video for headless cross, the lifting dead army. You can find it on our patron page. I posted it this morning. It's a funny, awesome late eighties metal video. And it was filmed at the battle Abbey in in Sussex where William the conqueror defeated King Harold at the battle of Hastings a thousand years ago. How about that? We're learning some history and some cool shit this morning on today's Sabbath Sunday podcast, friends. And I thought that was pretty cool. And if you look at the video, you could tell like they're like breathe there. You can see their breath. It's really cold, according to Tony Iommi. And they were all drinking brandy to stay warm. And they were absolutely hammered making that video at the uh, Battle of Hastings site. It's pretty cool. That's pretty rock and roll. It's pretty Black Sabbath. Uh, like I said already, Brian May plays the solo on my death calls, which is awesome. The whole album, I think it's pretty good. I think it's fucking awesome, as I, I do say so myself. It's fun to it's fun to run to. It's fun. It gives it's good energy. And uh, yeah, everybody should know about it more. And the next three albums with Martin are all still pretty good. They get dark, they get weird, they get different. And then they bring Dio back. We'll get back to Dio later. I know you're excited for that, Gorak. You're not excited for Dio coming back at all? You're not excited for Dehumanizer? Do you know Dehumanizer? Yes, I do. What do you think of Dehumanizer? Pre, this is a prelude to what we'll be talking about in a month. Well, it's been a while since I've listened to that album, though. But um, I dig it. I dig Dehumanizer a lot, bro. I think it's heavy as shit. It didn't get its due. Dehumanizer came out, got me on a tangent on Dehumanizer, but that's okay. Um it came out like in the early 90s, I think, or mid 90s, 92, 90. One of the songs was on Bill and Ted, correct? Um, close. Wayne's World 2. <laughs> yeah. Time, yeah. Time Machine was in Wayne's World 2. It might have been in Bill and Ted. I'm not shutting down your Bill and Ted. Yeah. No, I don't know for sure. I know it's definitely. Isn't TV, is it TV Crimes? Was in a movie or something like that? Yeah, I think, I think it's Wayne's World. Fact check. It might be Bill and Ted. Wayne's World and Bill and Ted are very similar movies. We're, we're good either way. If, never, if anybody's never seen Bill and Ted, you should rectify that situation immediately and listen to Headless Cross I've, and I've, listen to I've the a poster that I've had since uh, the early 90s that's the Bill and Ted be excellent to each other. And it's tattered as shit, but it's, you know, it's been with me for a really long time. So Bill and Ted has a very special place in this dark, cold heart of mine. Very true. Be excellent to each other is just the message, always. Amazing. It's it's always it's always it's always the message. Yes. I see you warlord right there. Did anybody see the new Bill and Ted? Did it come out? I did it's not. 
Good, great. Call. Thumbs up to the new Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted three. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I, a lot more than I, I anticipated. I was really worried about it, but you know they did it really well. So. Keanu Reeves is one of my favorite people, favorite celebrities ever. I think he's dope. He's magic. He's a magical human being. <laughs> what do you think of the – he's supposed to be coming out with – and I think this was before COVID, so the, the release dates might be screwed up. But at one point, John Wick 4 and Matrix 4 were supposed to come out on the same day. That's what I've heard, yeah. Uh-huh. If, there's that, if that's still a plan, that's going to be magic. That's going to be huge. Yeah, I don't know what the, because I, I don't know what the filming, uh, you know, anything happened with that, because I know yeah. they were filming down in Australia for the Matrix move, the new Matrix movie, and then at what the restrictions were down there uh, for whether or not they were able to still do it. But Well, we'll see. I see no reason why Dwayne The Rock Johnson down there can't get into the Matrix 4, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> Then we need you in. We need you in the background. I'll be like, I'll be like a stunt double or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna be in a crowd. Everyone's gonna, gonna be like all the Agent Smiths in suits, and you'll be there and low key in the corner with the Death Comes Lifting T-shirt on. We'll fit. We'll rally yeah. get you to do that. <laughs> be a conspiracy theory. John Wick, though, I, I, there's like reignited like my love for like martial arts films. I think, especially the great movies. movies. They're so cool. Did you get a chance to see Nobody with uh, Bob Odenkirk? I did yeah. not. I did not. <laughs> what did you guys think? Amazing. So fucking good. <laughs> what was it, it? It's like the John Wick for on like, I mean Bob Odenkirk. I mean he's you know at heart he's a comedy writer and yeah. he's just like a dad. <laughs> That's what but, I mean. I felt like that looked like you know for every dad that saw John Wick that was like, fuck yeah, I want to be John Wick. Like, that's their movie. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I, I, I also fall in that category. I can never be John Wick, so I probably would be like, identify with that more too. Yeah. Highly recommend it if you get a chance. Now, since we're on the subject of movies, there's one movie we haven't talked about yet, and I don't know uh, if we're going to get much into spoiler territory at all for anybody who hasn't seen, it. seen it. You haven't seen it yet? All right. Well, we'll keep things clean. Uh, but 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 Mortal Kombat? I loved it, dude. Same. I loved I've it. I've seen it twice. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm t- I'm gonna, I have plans to see it again today with my brother, honestly. It's, I, it was so good. I did enjoy it, but it was a terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe it was the Australian actors wasn't it it was all the Australians I just couldn't stand it every single person in that movie was a weird Australian and I didn't it was just I don't know I've got this thing no I don't know it like it was it wasn't <laughs> it's hard to say this it was good but in like the worst way ever like it was yeah I like a lot of the stuff was really cool. The martial arts were really fantastic. The fatalities and things that they did do were really cool and, and fun. But there was a few things that happened in the movie that you just kind of have to roll your eyes. I laughed so hard because it was a train wreck. The movie was an absolute train wreck <laughs> of misplaced opportunities. And I, but, but they worked. They worked. 
Like it was a really, really bad movie that I really, really enjoyed. I can understand that. But I also think that I can say that for so many movies, you know, yeah. like the yeah. first two Mortal Kombat's as well. Terrible yeah. movies. Love them. Every Friday the 13th Halloween movie. Are they good? No. Love them. You know what I mean? They don't yeah. really have to be good. So I get that for sure. Uh, I'm just such a huge Mortal as you probably well know, I'm a huge Mortal Kombat nerd. And they did they did fan service to the to the true game fans very well. I feel like it wasn't like it, it wasn't corny, it wasn't forced, but they like like all right, this is not a huge spoiler, so don't don't worry about it, Mikey Warlord. But when they go into like Sonya Blades like uh research chamber or in her like trailer, right? Like if you and I, I've looked, there's like articles about this, or at least one article. Um, like all the shit that's hidden in there from like the games is like super detailed and cool. Like they, they've put a lot of Easter eggs in there for like the next one, like Nightwolf's pictures hanging up and stuff. There's like a base with Motaro on it. Like, I, I think that's rad. I think this was a precursor to setting up. The next one's going to be the tournament, like the real one. I think a lot of people expected this movie to be like the tournament, like Mortal Kombat. This was just like, it's basically a prequel to like the first Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. Could and be. I mean, the the people that Joe Talsim, I, I think is how you say his name. Yeah, played he's Spiro. badass. He's just, he's just an amazing martial artist. And you, I, you can't deny anybody with like, they were all incredibly skilled at that. I mean, The Night Comes for Us. I don't know if you've seen that one. Oh before. yeah, dude. Oh yeah. He's sick. He's just, all of them were really insane. And what they did with what, it was hard to tell whether or not it was like CG or like just really perfect mix of practical effects with CG. And I got mad respect for that because doing the kind of gore and blood splat that they were doing in the movie, when you do it all CGI, it just, it makes it, 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 nobody's ever been able to capture it and make it look good yeah for sure for sure but it was cg in this one they did an amazing job with all of that i i mean credit where credit is due it looked fucking cool when they were you know ripping shit up and i'm so glad that they were ripping shit up you know what i mean like every criticism i wanted to make of the movie and in the back of my mind i was like they could have totally transformed this you know what i mean like it was like a rated r bloody swearing like the whole thing like it was fucking cool they regained they retained the sense of humor of mortal Kombat. kano was legitimately funny you know like it's yeah you dirty australian down there you're vibing <laughs> yeah dude i love that the whole movie i reckon yeah i wanted to just relapse and go drinking with kano the whole time i'm like this dude would be a ton of fun you reckon they could have made it into like a mini series like maybe six parts or something like that mortal Kombat. Yeah. Or me drinking with Kano. Well, <laughs> <Or> both. <laughs> yeah, they, they both would go hand in hand quite well. They probably would, and I'm kind of glad that they didn't, man. Like, mm. I, I feel like everything's going in that direction of miniseries. They're putting a Resident Evil miniseries on Netflix. I mean, I think all that's cool, but also at the same time, like, I don't think everything needs to be a TV show, but that could just be me. I don't know. I think a lot of people take that shit, too. I think they have a lot of potential in to, to create a cinematic universe for Mortal Kombat, especially it did really well. Like that's yeah. what that's what it comes down to when they make movies. It's like how much it's a business. It's a you know Hollywood. Yeah, 
Yeah, it apparently enough. I think it does beat it. Um, Kong versus Godzilla in the box office. Yeah, so that's crazy. I didn't even think there was that much talk about Mortal Kombat at all. And uh, it yeah, at the box office, so you know they're going to make sequels. And it, to expand on like that cinematic universe and get you can branch off and give like characters their own movies, dude. They they fucking kill it. That'd be awesome, you know. And uh, I, I think that's what they should do. I think I think it deserves it. Uh, Mortal Kombat's so creative and so cinematic, and the storyline's so deep and crazy. And there's a lot of overlap. And uh, it wasn't it was never set up to be like this giant thing. So the story gets a little jumbled. But what what storyline doesn't? How many times does fucking Batman die in the comic books? No no offense, Joe Smith. I'm not trying to kill you, bro. But no, it's all right. You know, you break my back. I'll come back stronger. Right, like pain, nightfall. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm excited. I'm a big Mortal Kombat fan, obviously. So I was stoked on it. What a uh, few things I didn't like. I didn't really like how they treated the character Cabal. I thought he was a bit of a douche. I thought he could have been cooler. He's like kind of a nomad type character. You know what I mean? Oh, I really liked him. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think I thought he was cool. Like the look of him was cool. I thought they tried to make him a little too much like Boba Fett or something. You know, I don't, I don't know. That's just, I'm being nitpicky. If I would write Cabal, I wouldn't write him as someone who talks much. You know, he seemed like, like, I don't know. But I like Kano. And Kano and Cabal are Red Dragon Clan, so I can see them being boys in a, a future movie. The next movie, I want Cyborgs, Sector, Cyrax, and Smoke. That's what I'm talking about. That's my request. Hollywood, you're listening. Bring it in. The rope dart at the beginning was sweet. Um, when they showed Scorpion, I my wife pointed out when we were watching it, it, it was in touch that they made the the original spear uh, uh, gardening tool, the Hori Hori. Yeah, yeah, that's so sick, right? Really cool. Yeah, that's badass of your wife to know that. That's sweet, I and mean, that makes sense because plants. I get it. You guys yeah. rock. How's everything going in that world? By the way, you have any interesting plant stories for? I don't have any real interesting plant stories, but it's picking back up. I mean, you can't really ship things like that over the winter. I mean, it's not safe for the kind of plants that we're, she's dealing with. So yeah. you just kind of have to had to sit back, let things grow, and take care of them. And so now's the time that now's the time the business thrives in the spring, summer, spring, summer, for sure. It's going to start picking back up. I mean, I don't do shit for it. I, I'm not even trusted to water just because I don't really I don't know any. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. She goes out of town and I have a mild freak out because it's like, what happens if any of the plants get fucked up? Man, that's solid. That's that's solid. Of her. I don't blame her for not trusting. I wouldn't trust you either with water. No way, man. Mm-mm. I know my place. That's not my yeah. place. Good for you, man. <laughs> well, guys, I love you. I got to bail out of here because I got to do some death comes lifting training with some folks. But this was a pleasure. Yeah, go to sleep, Adam Gorak. We love you. Great talk about Headless Cross and Mortal Kombat, two of my favorite things, hanging out with my family. Found it on YouTube, so I'll save it. So I'll listen to it tomorrow. You better. You better, my friend. You wake up, you listen to that shit, you destroy the day, you destroy your Monday. At work. At work. The Headless Cross. Love you guys. Fist bump. This was a good time. We'll do it again soon next week. Talk to you.